Welcome back to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Becky. I'm Tash. And I'm Emma. Hello. Are you all right, Becky? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I nearly did it wrong again. I know. (laughs) We had to stop and start this again because I forgot where I was, who I was, and what podcast we're recording right now. (laughs) That's what you get for taking a week off. Mm. And words are definitely hard, even 30 seconds in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, is everybody okay? Yeah, it's all good here, girls. Yeah, absolutely fine. How are you, Emma? I'm fine. I've got a bit of a sore throat. So, yeah, if you hear me slurping tea or my voice crack a bit, that's, uh, that's what's going on there. Yeah. Winter bugs. If I was a disgusting man, I would say what every single man says I've got some medicine for that. <laughs> why yeah. Why do they say that? It's so disgusting. Every yeah. single Or when you like kneel man. down for something, they're like, oh, why are you, you down, down there? Lods, lods, lods. Does that ever work? I don't think any woman in the history of womanhood has ever said, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm down here. Might as well. Right, I might as well. <laughs> Zip. No. You know, I was feeling peckish. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Shall we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Paranormal true crime podcast that we are. Yeah. What are we moving on to, though? I had a message from one of our listeners called Joey who said he'd thought quite a lot about your question about pork chops or bacon. Thank you. And uh, he'd come up with he would have a thin pork chop, like an insole. Yeah. And he would also wrap his foot in bacon. No, no. Joey, come he on. Would because what's better than a pork chop or bacon than pork chop and bacon? I like your initiative. He's doubling down on the meat. Yeah, I do get that. Double meat. <laughs> <laughs> As seen on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um. (laughs) Lies. (laughs) Um, Anyway, going back to my issue with pork chop and bacon is that the pork chop was in your shoe. So, yeah, I'm sorry. You're not the queen of it. I, you don't get to decide what what, what type of meat people want on their feet. (laughs) I'm absolutely the queen. No, you're of that not. Question. You can put the question out yes. there. It's my bloody question. Yeah, you can put the question out there. You can't decide what people answer. Girls, <laughs> girls, you're both pretty. Please stop. <laughs> if Joey wants double meat, you can have double meat. I think Joey's being greedy. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Sorry, Joey, I won't allow it. So get back to me with your real answer, please. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Oh, he enjoyed the show and everything, so that was very nice. It's a great show. (laughs) Turns out Joey is wise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. And the song from last time, well, the time before, because we've had a week off and I got, I'm so confused about this, but I know it was Becky's song. Becky, what song was it, my sweet? I don't know. That was too long ago. How was I supposed to know (laughs) that? Boom, 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 boom. Oh, that one. I, I want, want you in my room, room to spend, spend the, the night, night together, together. Together in my room. 
That was it. That was the song. And I had three right answers. Yeah, I've had some right answers That's as well. That got stuck in everyone's head. So yes. there you are. It's back in again. Yeah. Earworm. I don't think that was the last one. That was the episode published on the 22nd. So what was last week's song? Oh, yeah, we might as well give that one out as well, actually, to be fair. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm just not very good at stuff. Yeah, and I've got a, um, for the one that you, the, the one after that, I've got a, an email written in with the answer Ooh. as well. Yeah, so Sebastian answered right to Benga Boys. And I got Nicole, Stacey and Megan for the boom, 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 boom. Well done. Well done. And also... And Megan actually sent it as a little video. Um voice message so she sang it to me <laughs> i i appreciated it and also jason answered right for Venger boys as well and um he thinks it's a belter of a track it is so, it is whoa whoa uh, everybody <laughs> gets moving whoa, whoa. let's have some let's fun have some fun oh <laughs> yeah and then last week's track was creep by radiohead and yes. i got two right answers and I don't know if I've had any right answers yet because it was only released yesterday and maybe people... It wasn't only released yesterday because we've had a week off. They've had a week to answer. So if they haven't oh, answered shit. by now... What is wrong with me? I don't know. So many, so many things. I mean, you're <laughs> you're very bossy about what people have in their shoes for starters. Yeah. <laughs> it literally turns out, turns out that shoes are the issue, not socks. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, that TikTok video of you almost crying in front of a photo of socks. I can't even... Why does it do it to me? Your voice was shaking. Yeah, Yeah. she she was not happy. Bless you. I went into Next, which is just like a shop in the UK, um, to collect an order that I'd ordered. And the lady at the desk was folding. She'd obviously had a return item and it was coloured socks. That's why they returned them. They were like, fuck these <laughs> disgusting things. I physically turned away and walked the other way. I was like, I can't go to that desk right now. Oh, bless your heart. That's that. I mean, get a grip, girl. I need to get a grip. Yeah. Well, you can't help it. It's irrational fear, no, isn't it? I can't. You're right. It is. Uh, but anyway, so Creep by Radiohead. I got Nicole and Stacey. Becky, who did Born you get? Girls. Yeah. So I'll read it. It's on a short email. I'll read this out. It says, hello, my name is Randy. Hello, Randy. I found your podcast a few weeks ago and I've been listening to it daily on my way to and from work. You're all awesome. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, and the song from the last from last week was Creep by Radiohead. Randy! Thank you very much. Thanks And so thank you much. so much for that message. Made me proper smile. It's so lovely, isn't it? When somebody says, oh, we really enjoy it and you're like, oh. Yeah, it makes me happy. It does. Well, it's, that's what keeps us going. Should we do Tinder with Tash? Let's do Tinder with Tash. Right. Let's put on that uh, lovely Tune? jingle. Yeah. Sit down, you boys and girls and everyone in between. Story time. Tash has stories for you, both funny and obscene. Ooh. Did she swipe right, swipe left, or find out he had a rash? Ew. We're about to find out, because it's Tinder with Tash. 
<laughs> Thanks, JT, for that marvellous jingle. Going to say it every week. We yeah. absolutely love it. It never gets old. Um, okay, so not going to lie, guys. A little bit of a dry spell going on here, mainly because I'm super busy. Um, but I thought I would tell you about a date I had earlier in the year. I really hope I haven't already told this story on here. I don't think I have. So matched with this guy on Tinder or Bumble, whichever one it was. You know, when you instantly think, okay, we're vibing, like this is good chat, got some like common interests, whatever. I think we organised a date pretty quick and I suggested a restaurant that I'd actually previously been on another first date with someone to. Starting to think maybe that's not the ideal first date place as I've not had a second date from going there for a first date. So he books the restaurant and I like I like to get to places first so I can be waiting already. So I park up, I walk in and I'm like, oh, um, I've got a table, it's booked under X, Y and Z. So the girl's looking, she's like, no, there's no table booked under that name. And she's like, oh, is there a surname? I was like, I'll be honest, hun. Like, this is a first date. I've no idea what your surname is. And she was like, no, definitely no name. No one under that name. What time was it booked for? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like, don't worry. Um, I'll go wait in my car. So I get back in my car and I text him. I'm like, oh, um, what name did you book it under? Basically, I thought he hadn't booked a table and he was ghosting me. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. But he was like, oh, I just put it under X, Y, and Z. I was like, okay, fine. Um, I'm going to be there in like five minutes. I'll just wait for you and we'll go in together. He was like, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, the girl comes running out. She's like, I'm so sorry. I was looking on the wrong day. (laughs) (laughs) So I go in, get a drink, sit down, whatever, he comes in. I was, you know, when you're like the adrenaline, because I was so sure he was just going to air me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to be sat there on my own. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, he came in and uh, the date was all right. I had a nice time, went and had coffee at his house and then never spoke to him ever again. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. The coffee was nice, though. But what went wrong? Why? What happened? Oh, this is just dating in 2022. Like It sucks. I wasn't sat there thinking, oh my God, he's ghosted me because I equally didn't message him. So Yeah, it was a mutual thing. Like just nobody messaged. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he may be sat there thinking he ghosted me, but I'm not sat here crying about it. So I just don't care. But that is very much what it's like dating now which is quite depressing but oh yeah it sucks yeah it really sucks really really sucks balls god my husband couldn't message me quick enough the next day it's like i woke up to two three messages and i was like yeah you're digging me you're digging me yeah also something i'd like to say about dating nowadays is the questions you get asked like really quickly on a dating app is unreal like minutes in sometimes and one of the ones that stuck out the most was I'd matched with a guy who was just like a regular Joe Bloggs looking guy like just a normal man I actually swiped him for his name because his name was Gary and I just really like the name Gary Gary's a cracking name 
And I always say Gary, don't I? Like whenever I'm telling a story and I don't want to use a name, I use the name Gary. In fact, all the Garys I know are all lovely. Yeah, I know a few Garys and they're nice as well. Yeah. I've actually matched with another Gary recently as well. But the Gary that I'm talking about is not the one that I've recently matched with. The ones that I've recently matched with has got a dog called Dave. I mean, that's amazing. I know. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so let's call him OG Gary. So OG Gary and I are like messaging backwards and forwards a little bit. And then um, he says to me, oh, go look at like picture number three or whatever it was. And he was like, the guy in the middle, would you have a threesome with me and him? Oh my good God. No. You know when you're like, eh. Hello? What, what what happened to like wooing people? Like it's 5.30 on a Tuesday evening. Why are you asking me this question? Isn't it weird? You, you, yeah, there's no wooing anymore, is there? No, it's I, so I hate the word wooing, but I can't think of another word, so I'm just going to say it weirdly, repeatedly, wooing. <laughs> we need wooing. Yeah, we. I want to be wooed and I want to be courted. Courted, that's a better yeah. name. That just reminds me of Jeremy Kyle. What, courted? He always, yeah, he always used to say, oh, when you two were courting. And, and... Oh, <laughs> I just remember Jezzera's going... Put something on the end of it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Anyway, so this actually really nicely leads me on to a message I received from Jess. If you guys will remember, Jess wrote into us um, about her, like, ex-mother-in-law's haunted house. Yeah, epic email. And Yeah. yeah, we really, really enjoyed that one. She would like to clarify that she was not sat on the toilet and she was merely walking towards the bathroom. Good for her. Kind of disappointed, though. Yep. And in answer to the threesome, I believe it was myself who asked what she did when she caught her partner having a threesome. We did suggest... Glitter bomb. Putting glitter. Yep. Glitter bomb. I stand by that. I think that's great. Jess, however, threw cheesy chips at him and then she walked out. I mean, understandable that she threw anything, because, yes, I definitely would. I imagine cheesy chips were were quite... It depends, because if it was... Yeah, it'd be quite messy. That would have been a good thing to throw, but also very sad that she had to then not eat her cheesy chips, unless they weren't for her. And were they they really hot? Because that would be good as well, like really hot cheese. So I hope they were really, really hot. And landed right on his ball sack. Yes, this is what I said. Landed yeah, but like got the melted cheese, cheese on his when ball. it's really hot yeah. and it sticks. Yeah. Burnt scrotum. We hope he got cheesy balls. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> what was that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love cheesy balls though? Oh. Who doesn't love? Oh, I love not not actual testicles. Alright, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not not down for the cheesy balls, man. No, me neither. I have a listener bad date. Oh, um, we might have some more coming in because um, I had my nails done at the weekend and uh, the lass that did them um, was born in in the UK. So she's like, um, speaks English and that and we were talking about the podcast and so she started listening to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. if you've got any, got any stories, write in. She was like, ooh. Hello, Becky's nail technician. Yeah. You went like full Yorkshire there. So this lass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe, maybe, possibly. No pressure, no pressure. 
<laughs> but pressure, do it. All the pressure. We want to hear your bad dates. <laughs> pressure. Do, 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 do. Push it down on me. Push it down on you. Write me an email. Cracking song. Okay, so this bad date, right? Go on. Go on. It's, it's from Megan. Hello, Megan. I'm going to, it's quite a long message, so I'm going to try and adjust a few bits as we go. So hopefully this all makes sense. So I'd been talking to this Irish guy for a while. For some reason, Hinge had got it into its head that I'm into Irish men because I dated an Irish guy once. Okay, maybe a few of them. I hate Hinge. I don't like the layout of it at all. Oh, well, I've no idea what Hinge is, so there we go. It's just a dating app. She continues saying, okay, fine, my bedroom might as well have been the Irish embassy, as that is how many Irish men have been in and out of it. All right, all right. Oi, oi. <laughs> also, I do love Irish accents. I've got, I've got a thing for Irish accents. I think every single woman with a pulse that likes the penis has got a thing for Irish accents, to be honest. Mm-hmm. This one, actually, despite the accent, sounds like a complete dickhead, however. Is it Southern Irish, though, Northern Irish? I don't know. I don't think it was um, specified. So this particular Irishman worked in central London and appeared to have a corporate job, the classic nine to five. However, he would travel towards my end of the woods to watch his football team play. He messaged me during the week to let me know that his football thing would be happening in the afternoon and asked me if I wanted to join him afterwards, seeing as he'd be in the area. He said he would finish around five and we could grab something to eat and have a drink and see where the night takes us. I did the, and I like this, I like this next bit. I did the usual, told him that I lived a few stops away from where I actually lived, mainly for security reasons, and then told my flat... Yeah, exactly. Told my flatmates where I was going and skipped out of my house in another Irish adventure. So that's a very sensible way to date, right? Yeah, well done. Yeah. Proud. Don't tell them where you live. Especially, as we shall see, this guy. Before I'd made it down to the end of my road, I'd already received four calls worried she calls him back and he didn't pick up but then he called her straight back no hi no how are you just oi posho where are you okay bit rude rude. extremely rude and she goes first red flag i know megan personally and she's she's not posh she's well brought up yeah She's uh, she's definitely not posh. Even if she was, though, that's still rude. Yeah, even if she was posh, you don't call anyone oi posho. Mildly miffed, I asked him where he is and where would be best for me to meet him. Turns out he was just around the corner from my house buying fags and he wanted me to bring a lighter. So she's an ex-smoker and smokes from time to time when the wine comes out, but she didn't... She didn't think chain smoking before a date was cool basically because she didn't want to like get close to anybody that stank of fags again understandable so she meets up with him he comes all close to her face and kisses her and blows smoke onto her face what like he went in for a kiss with a mouthful of smoke yeah basically she was basically disgusted by that which is fair yeah we walked down the road until we found a few pubs he didn't look anything, she hasn't mentioned this before, but he didn't look anything like he did in his photo. No. Have you had that, Tash? Yes, I have had people that don't look like what they do in their pictures. Or what they do is use, like, really old pictures, you know, like, from five years ago. 
And they've like got a significant amount of less hair than they portrayed in their pictures. Not that that's an issue for me. Don't lie about it. Being honest. I like a bald head, but just be honest. Yeah. Or like, or they've put on loads of weight or vice versa. Like, and I just think it's like, again, like I personally am not shallow in terms of that. Like, I think if you're a nice person and I vibe with you, like what you look like isn't overly important to me. But I just don't think lie. But the biggest issue is, is height. Men that lie about their height, like you're like you're not going to notice that you're not six foot four. Yeah. Again, not an issue. But don't lie about but it. But why are you lying? Because it's just an instant red flag, isn't it? Because you're lying about something that is very obvious. What else are you going to lie about? Yeah, exactly. I just feel awkward as anything putting like a photo that didn't look like me on there. Like yeah. a photo that was like filtered or... Yeah, and then turn up like, hi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want somebody to want to go out with me because I look like me. Yeah, I don't put any filtered pictures on my, on like my dating apps. And I always make sure there's a full body picture. And I, like, and I've even got one that's not necessarily the most flattering full body picture because I just think that's what you are going to see when you yeah you see me yeah exactly but you want to go on a date with somebody who wants to go on a date with you with the real yeah you, yeah exactly fake internet yeah. anyway I'd hate to turn up and have like the uh like uh, like the reaction like oh my god you look nothing like your pictures I'd be yeah. gutted awkward. Yeah. awkward so anyway this guy has done that. He looks nothing like the photo. And he's just blown cigarette smoke all up in her face and said, oi, posho. So he's not doing very well, is this Irish guy? Nah. No. He was wearing jeans far lower than any respectable adult should ever wear them. We've already talked about that. Pet hate. Tash, you're not down for that? Mm Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. He had a baseball cap on and some sort of tracksuit top. But again, there's just a time and a place, like make an effort. Yeah. Well, this is what she goes on to say. Definitely not um, dating attire. Make a fucking effort, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So they go into a pub and he's clearly uncomfortable in there because she's a posho, obviously. So, <laughs> posho. He goes to the bar and he bought himself a Guinness and a large glass of wine for her. But what she didn't notice, and somebody told her later, was that he downed a pint before getting another pint for himself and returning to the table. How can he down, so down a pint? Respectfully to him, no, but I've done that. Not a pint, but I've definitely, like, necked a shot. What, like, a Dutch courage? That's fine, yeah. but a pint, what, there's a lot of gas in a pint. Like, you're going to burp, and it's going to be one of them really long burps that's going to accidentally come out with a word. No, there's not that much gas in a pint. Men don't burp after a... Isn't Guinness flat? Oh, Guinness? I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it, so I can't remember. Anyway. We shall continue. So he continues to tell him that um, he had a friend who recently died of a heroin overdose. I feel like this falls into the category of not first date information. Um, I feel like if it comes up in conversation, but you don't just literally go to someone, oh yeah, so my mate, uh, you know, last week. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, yeah, if it comes up, fine. Otherwise, I feel like it's a bit oversharing. First day, you know, it's more like, so what are you into? What do you enjoy doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, he then went on to call her a Tory. See you next Tuesday. Nice. Nice. That'll be sure to get you a bang. So 
at this point, I've got to say, Megs, I'd have been like, I'm leaving. I am going to leave. Yeah, thank you, but no thanks. Bye. He then continued with this charming behaviour to talk about, well, to basically just be a massive homophobe and say a lot of homophobic things that I'm not even going to read out because I am not comfortable saying them. Again, yeah, no, I'd be like, oh my God, man, it's 2022. Just let people love who they want to love and move on. How does it affect other people that I just don't get people like that? Exactly. I don't understand it. Just mind your business. Exactly. Just mind your business. He does not, he was not minding his business and was very opinionated about the matter. So she, at this point, she, in her defence, she says she had tried to leave on several occasions, but he pushed her back into her seat every time. Oh, why is he touching her? I'm getting the ick from this guy, severely. Oh, is there not a way to sort of like flag down the barman and be like, this well, guy is not letting me leave? Spoiler, she escapes. Yeah. So he goes out for a cigarette. She thinks, perfect, it's a good opportunity. She'll go outside and she'll leave. You know, she'll go outside with him and then go, oh, I'm going to go kind of thing. Yeah. Instead of that, he lunges for her, like obviously going in for a snog, spilt his Guinness all over her and burnt her with his cigarette. Nice. What is he doing? Well, he's pissed, isn't he? He's just downed downed a pint, so that's just hit him. Yeah, he sounds it, doesn't he? So she didn't know this at the time, but the table next to them had already reported him to the bar staff. Good. So they were aware of the situation. And she's like, what are you doing now covered in Guinness and being burnt by a cigarette? And he's like, well, we're on a date, so I'm kind of expecting you to put out. (laughs) The audacity. I mean, that is the expectation, isn't it? Well, it it shouldn't be. It should be. Can we go on a... It shouldn't be. Can we go on a date and, like, get to know each other and maybe... I don't know. Maybe I'm a massive prude. I don't know. What? He bought her a glass of wine, so now she has to put out. I think that's basically it, That's his logic, is it? All right, okay. So she goes back indoors, and with the help of the bar staff, they snuck her out via the kitchen. Fantastic bar staff. Yes. Big it up to the bar. Yeah, big up to the bar. So she ate truffle and parmesan chips in the kitchen with the staff. Fucking hell. Finished her glass of wine and then they let her out the kitchen door and she ran to the next door pub. He didn't see her, but she definitely felt that if he did see her, she would have been in trouble. It's the first time she's met anybody like that and she was genuinely scared. I'm not surprised. He sounds scary. Well, yeah. That's awful. Sounds like an absolute piece of shit. She says she knows that English people weren't very nice to the Irish, but she's not sure how that's entirely her fault. I think he must have been going on about the whole English-Irish thing that went on. I mean, I'm not up to my history, but I know there was a bit, there was quite the conflict. Yeah. So yeah, if he's got a problem with English people, I would suggest that he doesn't go out with English ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a dickhead, mate. Lucky escape, I'd say. Absolutely. I wanted that uh, restaurant has probably got a little um, customer for life, though, there with Megan. <laughs> yeah. Eating truffles and stuff in, in the kitchen. Businesses need to be like that, though, especially businesses that are open, like, more at the time that people go on dates and stuff. They need to be looking out for stuff yeah. like this. I'm so glad that the table next to her reported him. 
so yeah, they well, have to do that. he was saying some foul things, so... Yeah, but you know what people like with, like, oh, wait, let's not get involved, let's not get involved. So I'm really glad that they did. Right, shall we get into some stories? Let's do it. So, sadly, after speaking to each other before recording, we have discovered that we are all going to be extremely busy over the holiday period. So it has been decided that this will be the last episode of season two. Yes. So sad. It's so sad. It's sad. It's a sad, sad situation. But yeah, I mean, Tash works in hospitality and obviously over Christmas and New Year, she's just going to be crazy busy. Becky's off to blinking Marrakesh because her job is so fancy that she's just getting taken off for a trip. No, it's not fancy. (laughs) But the fact that he's taken us to Marrakesh is very, very generous and fancy. Yes. Very happy. Yes. And I can't just do a podcast on my own because that would be boring. (laughs) So (laughs) we're going to have a rest. We're going to have a month off. And the next episode that will be published... I mean, sorry. I'd like to say I'm absolutely not having a rest. Rest from the podcast. (laughs) You are having a rest from the podcast, not from life. Yeah. So yeah. So the next episode will be out on the 10th of January. Yes. After this one. Yeah. After this one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they hear this one though. Like, yeah, just ignore me, people. I don't know what I'm you're mumbling. About. You're just like grumbling <laughs> 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 in the background. <laughs> the amount of organisation it took us just to realise that we couldn't actually fit in any podcasting until the third of January, which means that the, we won't release it until the tenth of January, was ridiculous. Yeah, we did say um, that that me and Emma might possibly might be able to send out a little mini sode maybe but no promptings maybe yeah, if you're good maybe a little christmasy thing maybe not christmasy maybe i made that christmasy part up we'll have to see <laughs> i mean a, a, a christmas ghost story i'm uh, i mean i can read some charles dickens <laughs> yeah absolutely. there's three yeah, ghosts in that. Say. Uh, isn't there four yes there's marley isn't there Oh, yeah. There's loads of fucking ghosts in that, isn't there? Because I've just watched another version of The Christmas Carol, so I don't know which... Did you watch the Muppets one? (laughs) No, but I mean, the Muppet one is the ultimate Christmas film. It's not Christmas until the Muppets come on. But anyway, I don't know if it's... Because in the Muppet Christmas Carol, there's two... There's Marley and Marley, isn't there? Yeah. (laughs) But did they just do that because those old men are always together? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've just watched another one where there was just the one, which would make four ghosts because there's Marley, then past, present and future. Yeah. Now, I like the the musical one. It's really good. You should definitely watch it. It's really old, though. The Muppet one's a musical one. All right. Well, you keep your Muppet one then and don't I watch mine. <laughs> it's in the singing of a strict corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. Can't beat it. You've no idea, have you? No, I've seen it before. The Muppets may... I think there might be one of my irrational fears. I don't oh, really? like Muppets. I hate them. I hate any handheld Muppet thing. Puppets? You don't Puppet like Puppets, Muppets Yeah, Puppets. But also the Muppets are Puppets. What about Fraggles? I'm not a big fan. It's the mouths. The mouths are so big. How do you feel about sock puppies? <laughs> I think I think they're slightly better 
Oh, I don't. <laughs> no one's really ever come up to me with a sock puppet before. <laughs> I, I haven't had the experience. I can't speak from experience. I think next time we're in a room together, I'm, I'm going to make sure I have a sock puppet and just like see your reaction. Tash is going to be like, ah, it's a sock. And Becky's going to be like, ah, it's a puppet. Look at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then everyone oh, would just be like, too. and I scared them. <laughs> I'm scared of stuff too. I discovered I wasn't overly comfortable with escalators over the weekend. Well, that is a, a rational, irrational fear. I'm sorry. It's a bit like my irrational fear of, you know, if I crash off a bridge into the water, so I've organised in my head what I'm going to do to get everyone out of the car. It's irrational because the chances of that happening are very, very slim. Yeah, it's still something that could happen. Quite a lot of people get uh, injured on escalators a year. Is it like 30 people that die a year on escalators? 30 people? Oh my god. I'm sure god. it was that. Hold on, I'll find, I'll find the video a bit later. No, I don't want to know. Please don't. But it's like, just give me a choice, man. Okay, we've got two escalators, one up, one down. I get that. Where are the stairs? Just give me some stairs. Why haven't I got a choice? That's what I didn't like. Because they are stairs, aren't they? No, they're moving. They're moving stairs and I didn't want to go on them and I had to. But there must have been a lift as well. Oh, I can't go in a lift. Oh. I fucking hate lifts. Fuck lifts. Caitlin, my daughter, hates uh, hates lifts. She absolutely hates them. She gets really upset when we have to go in a lift. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I say look in the mirror and everything will be fine. It made me feel funny before my ear issues. So now with ear Ah. issues as well, no, I'm just not going there. I will climb those stairs. I got a new uh, irrational fear today. Well, kind of. Because um, outside, outside of our office are these huge plant pots. Like they're up, they're really, really high, like almost up to my neck. And uh, they're just like decorative plant pots, but they're... How do you water them? Well, you can still lift your arm up and water them. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not really really heavy. you know I can still, you can still water them but they're really really okay. big and often especially yeah. throughout the summer like next to where i work is a um driving school so you get a lot of teenagers sitting around outside and sitting at the bottom of these plant pots leaving uh, leaning up against them whereas someone today and they bloody drove off they reversed into it and it's fallen over Oh, no. And I thought, imagine if there was the teenagers, the poor teenagers, they could have been sat at the bottom of that plant pot and they would have been smushed. But they weren't. It was okay. Someone at work still, someone either came to see us at work or went to the, the blooming driving school next door and then reversed into this giant plant pot and then drove away. When did it happen, though? Did you arrive and it had already happened in the morning? No, I got to work and it must have happened about an hour, within an hour of us being there. But didn't somebody hear it? No, we didn't hear it because they're still, I think they're kind of made of plastic, but they're really, really heavy. You couldn't, um, you couldn't, we couldn't lift it up. So what's Sophia? Can we please have a picture of these? Yeah, I don't really get what you're going what's on Sophia? about What's Sophia? Are you now afraid of big plant pots? <laughs> Because I have to walk past a few of these plant pots to get my car. So I'm now scared that someone's going to reverse into it as I'm walking by and it's going to smush me. Or that I'm worried for the random teenagers at the driving school next door. I don't think it's big enough to squash someone. And I don't think that's irrational, to be fair, Bex. Look at the stop sign and look at that plant pot. I can see it's big. I can see that. That's a full-size parking space. Okay, so it's a big plant pot. But when you were telling me this story... 
I, in my head, these were positioned either side of the door. Like, Yeah, me e- too. Me too. Okay, great. I'm glad. Because I was thinking, how the fuck did you not notice this had been like knocked over? My office is in the back. They've hidden me out of sight. <laughs> I understand why they've done that. Yeah, like, let's put her, the weird one, in the back. That's why you watch so much porn, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Not at work. (laughs) (laughs) Hidden away at the back, porn up, yes. (laughs) Double meat. Oh, I used to work with a man that used to watch porn at work. all men watch porn at work. And when he left, I uh, had to use his computer for something. Oh, no. And his keyboard was so dirty. And I just typed in... Something that began with S and it came up with this sex in the area that we are. And it was like sex in blah, blah. And then like a million entries where he's looked up. And he was married. He was just on all these uh, sex sites looking for a bit of old, old sex. (laughs) Was it sticky? It looked like something had been there and then dust had stuck to it. Oh. Oh. I'm not touching that. So I cleaned it a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, nah, nah, I've seen that now. I'm not touching his computer again. Do you know what you should have done was just left the page open? I showed it to to Mark, (laughs) who I was working with at the time. And he was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, I didn't think that he would have done it. Like, I I could see his computer screen from where I was sitting. But he often, like, positioned himself in an awkward way so that I couldn't see it. But also, if you're, like, in the middle of work, you're not exactly looking at what the other person's doing. No, exactly. Because this is our last episode, guys. You are just getting a random load of chat. (laughs) No, I did. Like, how have we... We've not even begun, have we, really? No, no. No. Shall I let you start your story? Who started? Is it me or you? It's me. You started last time with your annuity. Ah, yes. Anyway, should we get on with it? Yeah, I'm getting on with it. I'm getting on with it. No, I wasn't. I was. That was at all of us because we're all of us are like. No, you were just telling Emma off. You were saying, Emma, get on with it. Yeah, hurry up, Emma. I wasn't. She's so bossy, Becky, isn't she? That's what you like about me. Can't put this in your shoe. You can't double wrap. You can't do this. You know, the plant pot's not put in the right place (laughs) by the door. That's what I was going to say. I reckon those kids have put the plant pot over. I don't think a car's done that. Was it damaged? Uh, absolutely. It would have only been a car. It's impossible to tip over. We had to get some builders in. Two men was trying to lift this plant pot up. Becky, are you eating? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get two Yeah, men they had in. to get two builders round. Double meat. And the builders, um, they just kind of <laughs> appeared from nowhere. And I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, were you here for the plant pot? And I said, yeah. And we kind of just stared at each other awkwardly for about three seconds. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> get on with it then. <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. I was like, I'll let you get on with that then, then shall I? I was like, I can't help you. I've just had my nails done. How did they do it, though? I'm just letting you girls talk about blinking plant pot. I don't. <laughs> I just want to know. I need to know the end of the story. How did they lift it up? I'll tell you. Um, they had to empty the plant pods, take the plant out, all the little stones and stuff, and get like a little mini crane in to lift it up. Fuck! Oh, that's not made of plastic, then, is it, Bex? 
Oh, well, hold on. No, I need to shut up. Oh, <laughs> obviously the earth and the yeah. dirt inside it is what's making it so heavy. I just don't. Th- I just don't think you want to believe that this plant pot is heavy. <laughs> For some reason, you're against thinking that a plant, something filled of dirt and stone and plant, is not heavy. <laughs> because I'd kind of forgotten the plant pot probably isn't very heavy. Like it's probably manageable, yeah. but it's also full of shit. So that's what's making it heavy. So I retract everything I said. You are right. And I'm sorry. I'm glad we've come to an agreement in the end. <laughs> Shall we get on with the podcast? No, I've just got one more thing to tell you. What? The other week at work, I finally have reached peak embarrassment and it actually didn't involve me giving my number to someone or messaging someone. So I went and took um, this table's order they said a drink, uh, so it was like, I don't know, an Adnams, a worry, a storm in the water, and a gin and tonic. So I wrote all these down with such confidence and, you know, like, I was sure what I was getting. Go over to my colleague and I'm like, what's a storm in the water? And he was like, I have no idea what are you want about. I was like, that lady just asked for a storm in the water. He went, (laughs) I don't think that's a drink. So I was like, yeah, that's definitely what she said. So I Googled it. Nothing came up. And I'm thinking, oh, it's some like drink that old people have. Like they were like old. And I was thinking this is some like old fashioned drink or something. So I was like, go and ask um, the landlord, who's also the chef. And um, I just said to him, oh, uh, I said, like, go and ask him what storm in the water is. My colleague came back out and was like, that's absolutely not a drink. What are you on about? And I said, you're going to have to go and ask them what that drink was because I'm too embarrassed to go over. It turns out she wanted to steal mineral water. Oh, so he misheard her. Not a storm in the water. <laughs> I misheard her, but because I had like said, yep, absolutely fine with such like conviction and confidence that I understood what she said, I was so embarrassed and I think about it all the time. (laughs) I couldn't go over there and serve them. Oh, babes. Because I really had heard storm in the water and it was a still mineral water. (laughs) If I was in your position, I'd be cringing at it as well, but babes, it's fine. Don't worry. Just pretend that she had coloured socks on and you'll hate her and then it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Becca, Emma, uh, over to you. Okay. Sorry. Whew. It was a lot. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm all right. I'm all right. This week we are back to the good old UK for another extremely haunted building. And with such a crazy historical past and its placement, it doesn't surprise me at all that this building is considered one of the most haunted buildings in the world. (gasps) I feel like every week I'm talking about the most haunted building in the world. I don't know whose job it is to list the most haunted building in the world, but they need to, like, agree. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the ancient Ram Inn. Ram Inn? Oi, oi, rabbit in. <laughs> rabbit in. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Trust you two. Uh, Tash said it, I, I thought it. 
<laughs> so it dates back to 1145, which is very, very, very old. So old. Situated amongst the hills of the Cotswolds in yeah. Gloucestershire, in a little town called Wooten Under Edge. Wooten right. Under Edge? Yeah, Wooten Under Edge. Edge, not hedge. Edge, yeah. I'm not dropping my not H. Just, not just a, a Yorkshire person saying hedge. Edge, no. Edge. The inn was built on a pagan burial ground that dates back... Risky. Yeah, dates back to 3000 BC. Ooh. Wow. That is old. And there's been plenty of (laughs) archaeological artefacts found to support this, and the town itself is very old, as it was established during the Bronze Age. Wow. When was that? What year? Fuck off, Becky. No. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd have the uh, information ready. Did you? I'll remember that question when it's your time for story time. <laughs> so it said that the inn is built on ley lines going straight to Stonehenge. Now, what's a ley line? Great question. Do you know? I know. Do you know? I know when the Bronze Age is. I just remembered I didn't Google it at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> it's 3,300 BC to 1,200 BC. It was further back than what I thought <laughs> for some reason. There we are. So what's a ley line? It's the idea that historical or prominent landmarks are all linked by some invisible straight line and that these ley lines can and do enhance paranormal phenomenon. Some even believe that the ley lines were made by ancient British societies as a type of guide or map for alien visitors. Ooh. Makes sense. However, the explanation for ley lines remains a pseudoscience. Yeah. We'll go with it. That's right. That's how we say that word. Were you there? No. No. It's pseudoscience. (laughs) But the ancient Ramin doesn't only have ley lines and ancient burial grounds for it. It was also built over a water source. Now, as we've seen in previous episodes, water supposedly also provides an extra boost for supernatural goings-on. So we've got Mm. the ley lines, we've got the burial ground, we've got the water source. This is like the perfect storm in a water. I was going to say the perfect (laughs) storm in a water. It's like a little, um, like a recipe book, isn't it? Like a ley line and dash of water and all this. It sounds like, like a spell. It's almost like serial killers, isn't it? How to make a serial killer. Head injury, terrible childhood, kills yeah. animals, lights fires, wets the bed. There we go. Serial killer. Yeah. I'm glad that you remembered all that because I was like, shit, shit. <laughs> this is my thing and I can't remember. <laughs> So to begin with, the inn was built by William Fitzrobert, and Fitzrobert is a fantastic last name. I feel like he should be in, like, a period drama. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Mr. Fitzrobert. So it was first built by William Fitzrobert, the first rector of Wooten, to house slaves and masons and workers who were building the nearby St. Mary Church. Once the church was finished, the inn housed the local priest. Makes sense. Yep. Well, the local priest that's not going to come and help him there, <laughs> that local priest. <laughs> Funnily enough, I don't think this one involves a priest. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, because they don't come and help. 
During King John's rule, most of Wootton was burnt to the ground during a huge fire and only the ancient Ramin escaped. Oh, good. Making it the oldest building in the town. In the years following, the building was turned into a public house and an inn and changed hands multiple times. Its last pint was pulled in 1968. Oh, wow. Yeah, the inn was falling to pieces. The wooden beams were eaten away by beetles and the dry stone walls were crumbling. It was just about to get demolished when John Humphreys stepped in. John Humphreys used to be a train driver. Well done, John. I imagine John Humphreys to have a large moustache. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. And Aww. I was very worried about what you were going to say <laughs> then. <laughs> i'm disappointed so john humphrey saved it and bought it off the brewery for just over two thousand pounds fucking hell that's good isn't it yeah so the inn it must be said looks haunted its crooked walls and windows give it an eerie look and the people who have been inside said that the feeling only gets worse when you enter One visitor said, the atmosphere is awful. I can only describe it as pure filth, dark and heavy. Oh, a fun fact about the inn. I didn't write it down, but it is a very interesting fact. It also has one of the oldest windows in England. Oh, well, um, I will sleep better knowing that. But people travel far and wide to... uh... Oh, no, it's the oldest window frame. Even better. Yep, they come and they're like, oh, look at that. Look at that frame. Look at that. Look at that frame. Look at the paint. It's all chippy. (laughs) Thousand year old, that is. Look at it. (laughs) How many maidens have leaned out of that window? Full of beetles. How do they decide it's the oldest window? Like, I suppose it could have a date on it, couldn't it? There's a window guy. (laughs) There is a guy that goes around and he's like... That frame there, oldest one in England. <laughs> like that man that loves trains and that like he'll walk down and he'll be like, oh my God, this is a blah, blah, blah. That's what he'd do, but with windows. Like, oh my God, this is an 18th century uh, pine oak uh, frame window. On- pine oak? I do not want to see any of your windows. <laughs> it's a very, very rare type of wood. <laughs> Tash. <laughs> This is too much. <laughs> pine oak is the love, love child of, of pine and oak. They had an affair. I thought you'd like that fact. <laughs> it's like it's two different <laughs> spectrums as well, like pine and oak. <laughs> I couldn't decide which one to choose. Pine sounded too... didn't it, sound good it's enough. It's probably oak. For the building to still be standing after a thousand years, it's going to uh, yeah. be oak. Yeah. Pine would have been able to handle, handle that shit. No, pine's crap. Fuck pine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you said that just as I was drinking a cup of tea and it nearly came out my nose. (laughs) (laughs) So John Humphreys would realise just what he had bought for his family residence extremely quickly. On the first night in the property, he was grabbed by the arm by some invisible force and dragged across the bedroom. His wife and daughters would also quickly become aware of the bizarre goings-on and after a short period of time, they could not stand it any longer and so John's wife left him and took his daughters away. Now, this is odd to me because 
I totally get that she didn't want to stay there. Absolutely. But he didn't go with them. He was like, no, I'm going to stay here. And I've watched multiple interviews, right, with this guy. And he absolutely loved the house. He passed away in 2017. But he lived there for over 50 years. And he absolutely loved the house. And you're going to see it's full of just not very nice entities. And he wouldn't leave the house. And it does make you wonder, was there some kind of an attachment or a slight possession or had it got to him in some kind of way? Because I don't know. I just feel that you don't just watch your wife and daughters walk away and be like, nah, I'm staying here. The one that was like leading him around the bedroom, do you think it was a woman ghost and he kind of got seduced? Well, there is a succubus and an incubus. In the house? Yeah, in the inn. It feels right. There'd be them in the <laughs> Were they both ramming? Yeah, depending on who was staying, they were ramming. He would soon come to know that his home not only had the one unpleasant ghost, but a multitude of spirits residing within its walls. And sadly, also a demon or two. John would be sexually assaulted almost every night for his entire life at the inn by a succubus. Other physical attacks and poltergeist activity also continued throughout his life. He said that he even felt that he was being possessed at times and therefore never was without a crucifix or a Bible. Well, I don't think that worked, did it? Well, he lived there for 50 years, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but like you say, it was weird that he did stay there. It's almost as if something, like, couldn't survive if he went away or something was trying to keep him there for other reasons. Yeah, it is very strange. And like when his daughters would visit him, they wouldn't stay in the, in the inn. They'd stay in a caravan. They were like, I'm not staying in there. Yeah. A normal reaction would be like, okay, if my children won't even stay with me, I'm going to move. Yeah, well, I would, yeah. But he didn't, which I find very strange. It is very strange. He also discovered children's skeletal remains under the staircase. Well, I hope he reported that. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and a paranormal team who'd been given permission to tear up part of the floor in search of a hidden cellar hatch found the remains of a woman and a child along with broken iron shards. The pieces were analysed by a museum who said that everything pointed to ritual sacrifices using iron daggers. Well, that's horrible. Why do sacrifices always sound so painful? Well... Sounds a bit stabby, really, now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does have to be so stabby. The lady and child were found in a room called the men's kitchen, and the ghost hunters who found them suffered a car crash on their way home from the property. They were okay, though. It wasn't a fatal car crash. The terrifying sound of a baby crying can be heard in this room, too. People going upstairs are constantly pushed upwards by invisible hands and a photo was taken in 1999 showing a strange mist-like figure on the staircase. If you make it up the stairs, you're not enjoying this, are you, Tash, with the stairs and the pushing and stuff? that's too much. So if you make it up the stairs, you'll find the Bishop's Room. By all accounts, the inn's most terrifying and haunted room. When the room was still being used as a bed and breakfast, people reported seeing the ghost of two monks, a plumber. (laughs) I've just realised that in my sentence it sounds like a plumber's the ghost. No. (laughs) (laughs) The plumber was just there, working, minding his own business, and he saw a centurion on horseback stride through the wall, cross the room before vanishing into the opposite wall, the sight leaving him scared out of his wits. 
The succubus or incubus will also crawl into bed with unsuspecting visitors during the night. And I imagine interfere with them. Uh, Maybe. A medium trying to open the door to this room was flung across the corridor. People have also said that they heard the awful screams of a man who supposedly was killed by having his head held into the fireplace. That's not going to be a good way to go. No, that's horrible. A shepherd and his dog can also be seen watching from the doorway. A young girl hanged herself in this room and sometimes visitors can see her hanging from the ceiling and can hear her screams. The furniture is also seen being thrown around the room as if everything else wasn't enough. That's a lot of spirits in just one room, and I don't think I'd want to sleep in there, even out of curiosity. But if any of our listeners fancy it, please keep us posted. Yes, we'd love to hear. So then there's the attic, known as the Weaver's Attic. It's said to be haunted by the spirit of one of the previous innkeeper's daughters who was murdered in the early 1500s. People who are sleeping in the bishop's room underneath often report hearing dragging across the floor from above. In the attic, visitors have witnessed a mist appear from nowhere and float around the space. The witch's room is haunted by a young woman who was accused of witchcraft in the 1600s simply because she didn't believe or practice Christianity. She knew she was about to be captured and put on trial, so she ran away and hid inside the inn in the now witch's room. The mob found her, dragged her out and burnt her at the stake in front of the inn. She's now said to throw objects around, push people violently and some say they can hear her unearthly wails. I hope she didn't ask for wet wood. Damp wood. (laughs) Well, no, it's got to be dry wood. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone knows that. (laughs) Me and Tash was, were agreeing with you so much. I was like, yeah, that, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made no sense at all. <laughs> it was a good argument. <laughs> the steam would steam you. <laughs> Jesus, let's not get back to that. <laughs> There's also an outbuilding called the Mayflower Barn that would have once upon a time been the stables. Now, in this part of the property is said to reside the most aggressive and violent spirit of all. It's said to be over seven feet tall and attacks people by pinning them on the floor or against a wall, choking them and beating them. Whatever this entity is, it is extremely angry and not afraid to show it. John also found a well that is believed to have been used to dump bodies inside as human remains were found. So we've just got bodies everywhere here. No, No wonder there were bad vibes coming from it. To those that have visited the inn, they say that the entire atmosphere is dark, probably not helped by the fact that during his life, John filled every room with weird and wonderful objects, taxidermy animals. Oh, I hate taxidermy animals. Oh, I enjoy taxidermy. I I literally don't know how to react to that. What a weird thing to say. Oh, I enjoy a bit of taxidermy, me. Yeah. I enjoy the conversations you can have because of it. Yeah. <laughs> I give them a little backstory, the little animals. Yes, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, but this fox was like doing foxy things and then <laughs> he was having a little fair with one of the other Mrs. Foxes and then the daddy fox came home and then chased him towards a hunter. A friend of mine's got a taxidermy squirrel and... um. When he first told me about him, I was like, oh, what's his name? 
And um, we hadn't named him, and I thought that was most rude. So I named him Gary. Oh, the Gary. We talk about Gary often, and uh, yeah, Gary's a cool guy. Have you seen how big American squirrels are? They are huge. What the fuck? Squirrels in America are massive. They're like that plant pot, Becky. (laughs) That plant pot was massive. It's not as big as the plant pot, but it's bigger than a a European squirrel. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) So John filled the, the inn with taxidermy animals, Ouija boards, and other gothic and eerie things. I mean, ugh. Probably not the best of ideas. So some people are sceptical about the inn, saying that it's all been made up by John, who by all accounts was an eccentric man, and he was, definitely. But with all this history, all the bodies found, in and under and around the property, the ley lines, the water sources, I mean, if anywhere was going to be haunted, it sounds like the ancient Ram Inn would be. Yeah. There you go, the ancient Ram Inn. Look it up, because it looks creepy. Yeah, I'll have to have a look. In the interviews I watched, he was so defensive because he was like, this building is amazing, it's full of history, it's a thousand years old, which I totally agree. But he was like, and, it, and it's here because of me, I saved it, it's all down to me, you know. I don't know, it's really odd. He was just really possessive of the house. I don't know. I got a bit of a vibe like, mm, I don't know. It has the house got to him a bit much. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, that was the story of the ancient ramen. Thank you for your story about the ramen. Yeah. Sorry about all the interruptions that Tasha did. She was so rude. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very big snort. That was like a little piggy just joined the chat. Oink oink. <laughs> Babe has joined the room. Yeah. That'll do pig. Right. Becky Boo. Oh, do you want to hear my story? Yes. Yeah. So I heard a story during this week about somebody called the Cannibal Cop. And it's basically um a police officer in America who got caught. His wife is actually the one who caught him. She looked at his computer and found out that he'd been on loads of like really dodgy fetish websites, chat rooms, chatting about how he was fantasizing about killing and eating somebody and how he is why he wanted to do it to his wife as well. He was talking about oh. hog tying her and stuff like that. So she called the cops on her cop husband. And they all turned up and he was arrested. Um, I think he did do some time, but initially he hadn't actually done anything wrong. He was just talking about it. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? Do you, well, surely you know. prevention is key here. <laughs> well, I don't know, because yeah, just because he's on a website saying stuff, yeah, does it mean he's actually going to go out and do it? Well, potentially, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking up this this cannibal cop and thinking yeah i think he did get some time but not like loads and he basically said it's all just it's not me i mean it is me but it's like it's my other personality kind of thing like an alter ego yeah it's all just make-believe i don't mean it i'm not going to do anything like that that's not who i am kind of thing so yeah it was left at that and then i found out that this guy was an author And he wrote horror stories, like horror thriller books type thing. 
Interesting, because I always wonder who comes up with those. And well, well, here we go. Cannibal Cop. Can the Cannibal Cop is also an author. So I bought one of his books on Kindle, and I couldn't read it all. It was the Why most was it gross, disturbing, sick, twisted thing I have ever read in all my life. And I'm sorry, but if that came out of his brain, he should be in prison. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I do often query, you know, things like, um, what's that caterpillar one? The very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> the human centipede. <laughs> Not not the same, not the same. Not a caterpillar. But I query as to who thought that, you know, like, you have to ask about their sanity and their motive to make films like that. Do you know what I mean? I've never been able to watch The Human Centipede. It's ne- disgusting. Just the idea of it. Ugh. Even like, you know, the Saw movies and stuff like that. Like, some of that is gory AF, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. But this is other level. Like, I've seen is the it? Saw move, movies and stuff like this. This is worse than, like, the very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> Human centipede. <laughs> no, this was... Uh, sp- uh, I was going to say spit roasting. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, A woman alive. And I don't mean, like, the sexy thing, because it's a sex thing, isn't it? Spit roasting. Yeah. Well, I didn't say anything because I am apparently obsessed with that now. <laughs> it's not the sex thing. She no. was spit-roasted alive oh, over. Oh. That's horrible. Yeah. And they dragged it out and they like, were taking turns in basting her and stuff. And That's weird. The other lady that they'd abducted was downstairs getting tortured by all these people who had paid tons of money. It was a bit like the hostel. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit like the hostel, except at the end that they ate them. But the fact is that that book is written by somebody who was suspected to have cannibal... So maybe he was just doing research for his... Fetishes. For his book. No, I think he's a cannibal. I don't believe in his innocence after reading that. I mean, it was... I, I, I didn't read the whole thing and I had to delete it off my Kindle because it just made me... Oh, really? Oh. You know when you just feel like you need to give your brain a scrub? Yeah. Yeah, it was that bad. It was horrendous. So yeah, Cannibal Cop, I don't believe you. I don't think that it was just all make-believe and you having a bit of a laugh. I think you're pretty fucked up. Mm. Sounds like it, mate. Anyway, Bex, that was a little segue actually into your true crime. Yeah. Well, no cannibals in mine. Good. I've kind of had my fill. Yeah. Oh, I was really petty on TikTok. I don't know if you guys saw this. No. Which one? Um, on, on the TikTok that got the most views. Yeah. Don't want to like get into it, but I think it's like 29,000 views or something. Ew. All right, hon. All right. Ooh, ooh. But on that video where I'm telling a story about creepy stuff that my kid said, somebody said, ugh. How many times to tell a story? And it really annoyed me, so I just replied with like a little asterisk. Much. Get your grammar right. If you're going to troll me, <laughs> get your grammar right. Nobody yeah, says well done. how many time, how much. Yeah. I felt very petty, but it was satisfying. It has to be under three minutes anyway, so if they think three minutes is long, well, their missus is going to have something to say. <laughs> Shall I start my story? Yeah, go on. 
Right. I'm so. putting so much of this out, guys. <laughs> Why? It's, this is comedy gold. <laughs> I think you should minimum edit it, edit the minimum, and just leave a lot of shit in there for the last, uh, for the last episode. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Right, so my, I'll try and read this fast. Becky told me, leave a load of shit in for the last episode. Yeah, I did. It's true. So if there's shit left in this, it's my fault. So my uh, story this week is about a couple. So one half of that couple is a man called Raymond Sosa. Raymond Sosa was born on the 1st of June 1967 in Puerto Rico. They decided to move to the US when he was about 17 years old. Rimmon was the son of a professional wrestler. He had launched a successful boxing career in Puerto Rico. And then when they moved to America, so they moved to Texas, he turned pro at age 17. But after bad management, he no longer wanted to be inside the ring. So he decided to train fighters instead. So at the time that he was doing that, he lived in Houston. Raymond met a woman called Dolores in 1989. They eventually had three children together. Their marriage unfortunately ended in 2000. And then when they split up, Dolores left and took the kids with her. I don't really know any more about that. I don't know why she left with the kids. I don't really know. In 2004, Raymond started to go back to boxing again because he kind of... I think not went off the rails, but he didn't really know what to do when after the divorce and stuff, after he split up with his um, the mother of his children. And I assume that he was rather devastated that he didn't have custody of the kids. So in 2004, he's, he uh, started a boxing gym called the Young Prospects Boxing. So he coached and wanted to help the kids that came from difficult backgrounds. In 2007, Raymond went out with some friends to a place that was known for dancing and Raymond was from Puerto Rico, so his love for dancing was in his blood. So they went out to this dancing bar or club or whatever it was, and he was dancing and getting his groove on, and then all of a sudden he felt a really sharp pain in his foot. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's happened to your foot? He turned. (laughs) 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 What did Tash say? I just laughed because <laughs> the way Emma said it was so like, you know, like it reminded me of Nessa from Garen and Stacey. You were just, oh shit, what happened to your foot? Like <laughs> sincere, but doesn't sound sincere. <laughs> no, has he got cramped? Does he need football, <laughs> no. football guy to appear? No. Did you say that? I found the picture of that and I sent it to you. The, the, Did you? The cramp god. Yeah, it was a while ago. I actually did see that picture recently and I'll post it to our page of me getting cramp in a nightclub and football man coming to the rescue. Yeah. And then, like I say, he just evaporated after that. Yeah, never saw him again. That's where he just like poofed into sparkle. Cramp genie. Yeah, cramp Cramp genie. genie. So it's not cramp. No, not cramp. So he felt a sharp pain in his foot. He turned and saw a beautiful woman wearing stilettos, had accidentally stood on his foot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They looked at each other. Dangerous stilettos, you know. Mm. They were having a movie slow motion moment. Oh, it's one of them, was it? They were falling in love. Oh. Raymond gazed at her and said, Ouch. (laughs) 
And she was like, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm turning your foot. I'm really sorry. Like that. And then, um. <clears throat> that was not sexy. <laughs> Gosh, I hope it wasn't like that. No, I don't know. I think she was a bit like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. That sounded like Janice from Friends. <laughs> Is that the one with the laugh? I yeah, can't do yeah, the laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So all, um, Raymond could say was, will you dance with me? They danced the night away, kind of rubbed his foot, make sure that was okay. And they really just hit it off straight away. Sparks were flying. Just almost love at first sight. Oh, that's so much better than saying, oh, I enjoyed snogging last night. Do you want to do that again? (laughs) (laughs) Who was this mystery woman? Her name was Maria de Lourdes Dantes or something like that. And that's how you pronounce it, I think. I think that's exactly how you pronounce a Puerto Rican name in a French accent. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I tried. I tried. So she was also known as Lulu, which is what I'm going to call her from now on. So much easier for everybody. So Lulu was originally from Mexico and entered the US on a visitor's visa with her son and daughter. She was eager to start a new life in Houston after leaving her abusive ex-husband. Go on, Lulu. Get away from that SOB. What does SOB stand for? Son of a bitch! Ah, that's it. (laughs) Tasha's waiting for that. (laughs) I don't even know why I didn't say son of a bitch. It's not like we don't swear on this podcast. I did know what that was, but now you've said it, I was like, oh, it's so obvious. So yeah, they got together. She happily doted on him. The romance was swift and Raymond proposed quickly and they married in 2009. Lovely. In 2010, the couple opened a gym together. It was called the Woodland Boxing and Fitness, and they had little TV adverts for it and everything. And they were like, hi, my name's Raymond. She's like, hi, I'm Lulu, and welcome to Woodland Boxing and Fitness, like that. And then they showed loads of clips of them, like, doing boxing stuff and being all sportive and fit. I can see it right now in my mind's eye. Yeah, got it. We you know, it. it's really like over the top cheesy with like yeah. boom, boom, explosions and stuff. Join now for only nine ninety nine per month for one month. And then it goes up to thirty nine ninety nine <laughs> per month. Yeah. <laughs> 24 month contract. Um, and then it's all like a million like little when they go, terms and conditions to buy. You're very good at storytelling and I appreciate the amount of words that you're using because that's what you do when you tell a story. You use many words (laughs) and it takes time, so many time. (laughs) Do you want me to carry on and keep going? Is that what that means? No, no, I'm just being very petty about that person who put that comment on TikTok. Oh, I thought you were being... I was like, where's this come from, Emma? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not being a bitch to you. I'm just being petty. Yeah. No, I was saying, on the contrary, Becky, you've you've given me and Tash a very good mental image because of your use of I, I vocabulary. Yeah, I feel that you're involved and you're, like, getting Exactly. Pumped. We know what's going on because you've used so many words and it's taken so many time yeah. to tell the story. I want so much to open a gym now. Shall we all open a gym? No. Okay. No, no. It's in my ass. I'm not opening a gym. <laughs> I really, I kind of want to do just an advert for a gym i'm like yeah i think that'd be really cool 
It's not you want to open a gym so much. It's you want to open a gym so many. So many. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do want so many to open a gym. Fuck you, trolls. (laughs) Anyway, Lulu loved working at the gym. But within the third year of their marriage, things like cracks started to show. No, I'm not having it. You've painted a perfect picture. Romantic get-together fell in love they've got this nice little business i'm not having it this this couple is not going to end up in a horrible story becky it's not i wouldn't talk about them if they did they had they had so many love but now so many (laughs) problems are gonna happen so much problems so much problem the problem singular (laughs) (laughs) so problems arose when lulu um started like i don't really get this part she kept siding with her eldest son in arguments. So he, apparently the son, because he was growing up and becoming like a teenager and starting to be a bit of a dick, he um, started wanting to be the man of the house and just thinking that he owns the place. and Oh, uh, testosterone yeah. flying all over the place. I just think it's just like and... a normal thing, especially if it's stepchildren. There's always going to be a little bit of... Bit of tension. You're not my real dad. Yeah, but she'd stick up with him for anything, even when he was being a bit of a dick. Yeah, but it's her baby. Yeah. Yeah, I understand both sides, but I can understand how this would cause a couple of, you know, some problems in the marriage. Friction. Yeah, but not like huge friction. Is friction a sexy word? I felt like it was a sexy word when I said it. No. No, it reminds me of carpet burn. <laughs> Again. But that could, could be sexy. Yeah, but is it? I've had carpet burn. I'll just be like, excuse me, this is now hurting. Let's just uh, go somewhere where I won't get burned. Yeah. I'm like, I'm an adult. Come, I'm like, yeah, let's just have sex in bed now. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, this carpet burn happened when I was like late teens. Yeah, that's fine. That's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. In it's a car. It's okay to have many carpet burn as many teen. Yeah. <laughs> as many teen. Um. <clears throat> Right, so that started happening. A little bit of tension in the marriage. After three years of them being married, Lulu, until that point, Lulu was on a visitor visa. But then she became an American citizen. And to her, it felt like she had more power in the relationship because before he was a citizen, but she wasn't. So if they split up, she'd have had to have have gone back. back. Yeah, but now she's a citizen, She that's that's not the case. Their gym was very, very popular, raking in the money, but Lulu just started thinking that maybe she just doesn't want to be with her husband anymore. So she told him that she was thinking about, about divorce. I think Raymond didn't want that to happen, so he was like, well, let's just kind of not be together as much all the time. So he kind of let her take over the business a little bit. So she took over the business... But because she did that, a lot of the members cancelled their memberships. They didn't like how she was running it. So the money wasn't coming in and she was really, really frustrated because the divorce or the the separation that might or might not be happening wasn't going her way. And also she started trying to ruin her husband's reputation by making false accusations that he was abusive to her and that he was a drunk. But she decided that actually divorcing her husband would mean that she would lose a lot of what they own as a couple. Oh, Lulu. Yeah. 
because, you know, everything has to be split up. And I think he owned more than her of the business. But even so, it's still, she'd only own maximum 50% of it. See, I was secretly rooting for Lulu, but... She's starting to go the wrong way, isn't she? Yeah. 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 How do you get rid of a husband without a divorce? How? You kill them! (laughs) (laughs) All right, babes. (laughs) Frog them. Yep. Get them frogged. Lulu had heard that maybe some of the guys that come into the gym might be gang members. And no people back in Mexico that are known to basically hit for hire, but they're people that would like kill someone then chop the bodies up and really get rid of the bodies so you can't you can't identify or but it's hard to identify them. So she was oh talking God. to her daughter of all people about this. Oh yeah. yeah. That's healthy. Yeah. And I think the daughter yeah. was must have been a teen at the time. I don't think she I think she was old enough to understand but not old enough not young enough to be a, like a child still. But I couldn't find information on this. Yeah, but let's not tell our children about our murder plots. Yeah, exactly. She was talking to her daughter about these this possible hitman when a young gym goer called Munda overheard. So Munda had grown up in the rough streets of Houston and he was a member of the ga- of a gang before, but he'd started to go to the gym as a distraction and a way to help turn his life around. Ramon had mentored him and he was friends with Lulu. They spoke a lot at the gym and she had talked to him many times about their now struggling marriage. Munda asked Lulu if she really was interested in being put in touch with these type of people and she kind of shoved her daughter out of the office and started talking to Munda about it. And then Raymond came into the gym and she kind of gestured with her head towards him and she said that that's the target. And uh, Munda said, okay, like nodded his understanding. He said that he'll get back to her with the with the right people to contact. Things just took a dark turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, just slightly. Has he actually done anything wrong apart from the fact that she doesn't really want to be married to him anymore? No, she just no because um, well, she married into him, uh, married him, and he had more mo- he had more money anyway. And then their business took off, and she was like, "Oh, well, this money's mine now." You know, she wouldn't have had anything that she had if it wasn't for him. Yeah, and she just decided that she didn't want to be with him anymore. Yeah, so he's done absolutely nothing wrong. No. I mean, obviously, they'll probably have their disagreements. I mean, I'm not saying that he's 100% the nicest guy in the world. I'm sure he's not perfect, but who is? He's not He's not a monster, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, Munda would make good on his promise and arrange for Lulu to meet with a hitman. So Lulu met up with this guy, and this guy looked like Mr. Hitman from Hitman Town. Very, very scary-looking and serious. So they sat in his car and talked about terms. He asked her what she wanted, and she said, "Right now, he's like abusive and uh, and all this and that, and I need to need you to get rid of him." But he's not, is he? No, he's not. She wanted him to take care of her husband. He said that he wanted pay in part now, and then the rest after the job. And Lulu said that she didn't have much money now, but she'd have more after she claims his life insurance after he's dead. So she gave him some money, $3,000, plus some of Ramon's own jewellery as a deposit. Horrible. That's low. Uh, Horrible, isn't it? 
really low. When asked how she would like him killed, she just said that she didn't care and she just wanted him gone. Nice. So that's really cold. Lulu. Yeah. So a few days later, the hitman called her to meet in a car park again. He said that it was done. He showed Lulu a photo of poor Ramon's dead body. You could just see the top half of him. He was shirtless, semi-buried with a gunshot wound to the head. A father of three, dead for nothing. Just so that she can get more money. It's always about the money, isn't it? Yeah. After, I think it was, I think she waited 24 hours or something. And then she reported her husband missing. Three days after he went missing, the police came to the gym. They came up to Lulu and said, do you know where your husband is? Do you know where he's been? We're not sure if we found him. And she was like, what do you mean? And everything. The police said, do you know where your husband is? And she's like, no, I have no idea where he is. We had an argument and then he drove off angrily and I don't know where he is. And the police was like, oh no, that's so sad. Turn around because you're under arrest. Oh my God. And she was like, what? And what Lulu didn't know was actually Mundo didn't organize a hitman, but actually he went straight to Ramon and told him the truth. Oh, he dobbed her in. Yeah. And that she was planning to put a bullet in his head. Ramon had taken Mundo under his wing and he really was like a third son to him. And he agreed to record their meetings. They took their evidence to the police. And the police said they really need as much evidence as possible. So in the meantime, Ramon had to kind of sleep with the enemy with one eye open, all the while trying to act as normal as possible. And it was the only way to catch her in the act. So wow. this is when they, they arranged the meeting with the fake hitman and they had to record her asking for the murder for hire. She had to say that she wanted the hitman to kill her husband for money so that eventually when this went to court, her defence lawyer couldn't spin it in a way that Lulu's intention was just to get her husband beaten up. Yeah. There had to be like a monetary exchange in exchange for, yeah, in exchange for the, the hit. As part of their plan to catch her, with the support of the FBI, Texas Rangers painted bloody makeup on Ramon so that it looked like he'd been shot through the temple. They then drove him to the Texan desert and half buried him in a shallow grave, which they had already dug. And that's where they took this picture. And on this picture, he looks dead. You would definitely believe it. Then he went underground for three days. So he completely, he went to a little safe house and he didn't contact his family, friends, anything. So family and friends were believing that he was definitely missing to make it believable Mm. for uh, Lulu. So yeah, that's how they uh, kind of set her up. Wow. When uh, Ramon was talking to the police, he says that actually there was quite a few red flags early on in their relationship. One of them being that at their wedding, Lulu's mother walked up to Ramon and said, and whispered in his ear, now she's your trouble. Yeah, sounds like yeah. That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> really weird. Like saying it jokingly across the table, that's all right, but going up and whispering something in someone's ear, that's a little... Mm. Yeah. The mum knows. Yeah. Lulu pleaded guilty to solicitation of murder at the district court in Texas. And she was jailed for 20 years in October 2016. So, yeah. So she didn't want to go to a jury trial because she could have got life in prison. So she took this uh, plea bargain for 20 years. 
Lulu. Yeah, if Lulu had just gone through with the divorce, she would have got half of everything. But no, she was too greedy and wanted more. But today it's Ramon that just has everything in his name and he likes telling people his story to encourage people to just walk away. If you're in a difficult situation, it's best to walk away rather than stay in a situation that you don't like and it push you to things like this. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, yeah. If you don't want to be with someone, just break up. Yeah, don't, don't murder them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we are. That that's that's my story. But didn't actually involve a murder, which I like. Yeah. Everybody's alive and the wrong the wrong one got put away. Yeah. Yeah. And she's uh, gonna be in prison for yeah, at least until two thousand and thirty six. So yeah, that's quite a while away. Yeah, it's quite a while away and uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully she's learned her lesson. Yeah, hopefully. I can see why they fell for each other. They were like a nice-looking couple. And yes, Lulu was very, very gorgeous. I could see why he forgave her from st- stepping on his foot with six-inch heels. But Well, that, again, that's probably why she thought she could get away with it. Pretty girl syndrome. Everybody's just going to do what I want to do because... Mm. Well, that's why the um, FBI was saying we definitely need this to be airtight case that she won't be able to wiggle out of it because, you know, she's a mother, she's well-known in the community and all this, all that goes to her favour. But no, not for you, my lady. Off to jail you go. Oh, and I've seen, I'll um, send you the clip. I think I found, I think it was either on Vice or on YouTube, uh, the clip of her looking at the photo of the apparent dead, her dead husband, and she was just laughed. Oh my she was God. like, oh, oh, that's great. That was awful. Like, I couldn't... Nah. Couldn't be looking at someone that you married dead. No, somebody that you love. I don't I really mean... want to look at dead people in pictures anyway. No, it's... absolutely not. But, yeah, like, some of my exes, not that keen on them. Do I want yeah. to see them dead? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely and not. said that he was heartbroken. It was heartbreaking to see the way that she acted yeah she just did not give a shit did she didn't give a shit no and even when when she looked at the picture didn't care when she was organizing his murder it was all very cold heartless yeah absolutely heartless psycho sweet but a psycho Mm. i like the song Well, thank you very much becky thanks bex we love you yeah tash yeah you got a horror song for us, babe? I have, yeah. And you guys have got a load of time, so I want lots of answers, because you've got, like, what, a month? Yeah, you've got a month, bitches. Get it done. Get it done. Anyway, are you ready? I'm ready. I was hoping you'd be my last, my forever, my son and earth. I loved you more than you knew, but you didn't love me the same. This wasn't my plan, I didn't want this to happen. You didn't think I'd find out, but he said what you said. Now it's going to come crashing down. You're going to burn. Oh, watch you cry. He's gone now. I ended that for you. He burnt. Now it's your turn to cry. You told me you loved me. You should have left me when you had the chance. Now it's your turn to cry before I end you. 
the damage is done. Bloody hell. That is terrifying. (laughs) No idea. But going to think about it. Yes. It doesn't jump at me straight away, but I think uh, with a little bit of thinking, I'll probably get it. (laughs) Because I'm so good at this game. (laughs) Anyway, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. So remember, guys, we are having a month off. That doesn't mean you can't interact with us. We will still be available on our social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. They are all under SCSK underscore podcast. So if you were in the month off, maybe you could, maybe you have a little bit of time to write an email to us with either a, um, your own ghost story or a, um, your hometown murder or just to reach out. Emma's still looking for bad date emails or just anything, anything. Just, just send us an email. We'll probably read it out. Uh, it'll be great. If you want to be anonymous, just say in the email that you want to be anonymous. And the email is, if I don't give that out, the email is chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. Indeed. And you can find us on Facebook under Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. And I would just like to take this opportunity to thank everybody who's been so supportive and who listens to all our episodes and listens to us gab on about just ridiculous random stuff. And who tells us that they're enjoying the podcast. It means the absolute world to us. And we love you all so, so much. And we hope you have a lovely Christmas. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everyone. And we will see you in the new year. Stay safe. Don't kill people. And keep it weird. Bye. 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 Ho, ho, ho. Goodbye. Get your groove on. Many, many. Sound. S-O-B. Bye.